0: Welcome back, friends, to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. How are you all doing? I hope that you're doing well wherever you're at, whatever it is that you're doing. Just know that I'm sending you so much love and well wishes. And I'm so excited that you have joined us here again today for another show. Today, I am going to chat with you about some inspiration that I gleaned from this last weekend. I got to be Auntie Yaya, which is one of the favorite titles that I proudly, proudly wear, to my sweet little nieces. Two of my nieces came over to my house for the weekend to have a sleepover with me and Uncle Brenty, and we had the best time. And there were a few little nuggets of wisdom that I learned and reflected on over this weekend that I wanted to share with you all today. So let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way. Mindset, health, body image, self love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now, let's get climbing. I wanted to have my nieces, McKinley and Cora, over for our house this weekend, this last weekend. And McKinley is my oldest niece. She was actually born the week that I moved to Kentucky a little over six years ago. And I was thinking about it the other day and I actually met my husband Brent in Kentucky the very same week that McKinley was born. So I've known both of them for the same amount of time, which is kind of fun. And I just think it's so cool that my nieces are, are never going to know a time without Uncle Brenty in their life, with, which just feels so special and precious to me that not only are they my nieces, but they're Brents too. And I just, I don't know why that seems so awesome to me, but I just love the way that they love him and that he loves them. And oh, it's just, it's so special. Now I am Auntie Yaya to my nieces. And Yaya is a nickname that I've had ever since I was younger. My little cousin Tyen, who is three years younger than me, when he was young, he could not say Kaya. And so he said Yaya and it just kind of stuck ever since. And so now my nieces also call me Aunt Yaya and it is probably my favorite name that people call me because it just There's so much love that is wrapped up with it. Now, we wanted to have the girls over for the weekend because it's been a little while. Um, McKinley's younger sister, Cora, had not had a sleepover at our house yet. It was so sweet. I asked her a year ago, I said, Cora, do you want to come and have a sleepover with Auntie Yaya? And she looked at me So serious. And she said, "Mm, I just don't know if I'm quite ready yet. (laughs) I just thought that was the sweetest thing. And I'm like, you know what? Kudos to you, kiddo, for knowing where, where you stand and what you're ready for. So this time around, she was finally ready, especially coming with her big sister. I have talked about it before here on the podcast, but my nieces are one of my biggest whys behind my health journey. You know, when I first started my health journey, I thought about what I wanted for my life, why it was important to me to start taking better care of my health and one of the big reasons was I wanted to live you know a healthy vibrant long lasting life but but why why was I seeking this this better health for myself and one of them was for energy you know I wanted to have the energy to be able to run and play and keep up with my sweet nieces I wanted to be able to be present with them instead of in my head about what I looked like or who might be judging me because of what I looked like I wanted to be an example to them of what it looks like to be able to love yourself unconditionally and take care of yourself well and i really wanted to end the legacy of body shame that had been passed down through my family and instead of passing that along to them as well and you know as their aunt it feels like the greatest gift and such a big responsibility and i want to be the best aunt that i can be for these sweet little girls and this weekend we decided to bring them over to the house and Part of it too was, gosh, shout out to all you parents out there. I'll be honest, I think my sister in law and my brother just needed a weekend to just be a married couple, not a married couple with children. And, you know, I, I don't have kids of my own yet, but parents out there, it is okay. And I know that you love your children so dearly, but. Lord knows y'all need a break every once in a while. So it was nice to be able to give my brother and sister-in-law a much needed break from their kiddos. And we got to spend so much fun time with them. And when I was thinking about what I wanted to do with them, they stayed for two nights at our house. I was like, okay, think back to when I was their age, when I was, you know, between four and six, what would I have wanted to do for a weekend sleepover with my aunt? And essentially what I did was I created the weekend of my younger self's dream. (laughs) We did all of the things and we had so much fun. We crafted, we had a movie night, we had countless kitchen dance parties because of course, of course we did. We cooked together, made breakfast, we made sweet treats, we went to the beach, we played in the waves, we went to the toy store, had an ice cream date, went on nature walks, and We also got glammed up and I did their makeup. They packed their fanciest dresses and we had a photo shoot and Uncle Brenty played our photographer and we just had the best time ever. But this weekend was also really special because not only did I feel like I could give my nieces this fun gift of making these sweet, precious memories and just having so much fun, but there are so many little nuggets of wisdom that I gleaned from them this weekend that has just left me feeling so Inspired, and I wanted to share some of that with you all today here on the podcast. There was one thing in particular. My niece McKinley, she was in her car seat, and I was buckling her up. And um, as I was clipping her her buckle in her car seat, she looked at my arms, and I was wearing a, a sleeveless shirt and. You know, as someone who has lost a lot of weight, I have a lot of loose hanging skin. I know some people like to lovingly call them the hanging gardens, you know, below your bicep. When I wave, my whole arm jiggles with me. I've had to do a lot of self-love work about my arms when I was in a bigger body and still being in a smaller body. And as I was buckling her in, she she took her hand and, and she cupped the arm skin, the hanging arm skin, and she said, yeah, yeah why does your arm look like this? And so I explained to her, I was like, well, you know how Yaya lost a lot of weight. Well, what happens is, you know, there's a lot of this, this loose skin that's left. And as I started to say to her, I said, I know it looks weird, but, and she immediately stopped me, put her finger to my mouth and said, Yaya, it doesn't look weird. You're beautiful, Aunt Yaya. And y'all, I think that my heart just about melted out of my chest and onto the ground It doesn't look weird. yaya. Yeah, yeah. you're beautiful And I just thought that was the sweetest kindest thing You know, i'll be honest with you I've had to do a lot and I think all of us all of us no matter where you're at on your journey Your health journey or your self-love journey. This is a never-ending journey, right? Loving ourselves is something we have to work out every single day until the day that we die And I have to do a lot of self-love work on myself still. You know, yes, I'm a coach. Yes, I've made such incredible progress, but the relationship that I'm in with myself is what I'm committed to. And being in a committed relationship means working at it intentionally every single day. And my arms and my legs, and I mean, a lot of my body, I've had to do a lot of intentional work around. And my nieces, when when I pick them up, a lot of times they will absentmindedly grab the back of my arm and play with it. And early on in my self-love journey, I guess I'd say, it used to really bother me. It used to really bother me. It was like, can they not pick any other part of my body to fixate on? Like, this is the one that I am the most insecure about. And I used to swat them away when they would, you know, touch the back of my arms. And what I realized was that was less a reflection of like them being inappropriate and it was a more reflection of my own insecurities that I had about my arms. But, I get it, right? Like they are fun to play with. I like to play with my loose arm skin. It's super soft. It's kind of squishy. Like, I get why they're they're so obsessed with touching it. And now it doesn't bother me as much at all because I've done a lot of that self-love work. But it just felt like such a proud ant moment to have McKinley say that to me. It doesn't look weird. yeah, yeah, you're beautiful. That's powerful, y'all, because I think that, The other thing about it is it's reminding me how important it is, the language that we use around young kids, because what we say about our own bodies is what teaches them how to feel about their bodies. And while I work so hard on this to be really, really mindful about my language and the way I speak about myself and my body, I'm not perfect. And sometimes I'll say things and catch myself being like, oh, I shouldn't have said it like that. And To hear McKinley being able to to really change that conversation, that perspective, even when I'm communicating with her. And it wasn't even me telling her anything from this place of shame about my arm skin, but I said, I know it looks weird. And she said, no, it does not look weird. You are beautiful. I was like, thank you. I just like, it really caught me off guard. And I just had to say like, thank you. Thank you for that reminder. You're so right. It's not weird. It's different, but it is absolutely absolutely beautiful. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Y'all, I love my smartwatch. Not only does it help me get where I need to be on time, usually, but it also helps me be more mindful and aware of my physical activity, sleep quality, heart rate, and so much more. The hardest part though, having it match my outfits and feel as glamorous as I'd like to, but not anymore. Thanks to Sparkle Bands, I have a variety of adorable, chic, and upcycled quality leather watch bands perfect for every outfit. From my cowhide bands to the tooled leather Kaya's Confidence Band with turquoise gemstones that I designed alongside the team, now my smartwatch feels just as fashionable as I do. This women-owned company is located just down the street from me in my hometown, and I can attest they take their quality and their customers to heart. Check out their variety of high fashion watch bands and more at sparklebands.com. That's S-P-A-R-K-L-B-A-N-D-S.com and use code KAYA10 to receive 10% off at checkout. Happy shopping. This weekend, as part of our fun trip with my nieces, we went to the beach and I'm not trying to rub this in to y'all that live in cold weather temperatures, but I just was so grateful that it was the middle of February when we went and we got to go to the freaking beach. Like, man, you know, I grew up here on the central coast of California. That's where I live. And I moved away. I moved away for school and I moved away for my first job out of college. I lived in Europe for a year. And coming back now, I've moved back home for, it's been almost exactly three years now. I just, I appreciate it with totally totally new eyes. Some of you all might live in the same place that you grew up. Maybe some of you all have moved around, but I do think that if ever you get a chance to move away from your home and it makes sense, I encourage you to try it even if you decide to come back because, man, it helps you just find so much more appreciation for it, at least in my experience. So we took them to the beach and I really love going to the beach because to me, going to the beach, especially with my nieces, feels like an intentional act of self-love. And I say that because for so long, I had very mixed emotions about the beach. I used to actually say I didn't like the beach and I blamed it on the sand. I mean, yes, sand can be a pain in the butt because Lord knows it gets everywhere in all of the cracks and crevices. (laughs) And But I used to say I didn't like it. And I don't think that was true. I don't think that I liked it, not because of the beach itself, but I don't think that I liked it because I had so much mental drama around the beach because of my body insecurities. I didn't like going anywhere where I had to wear a bathing suit, where I would expose any part of my body to people because I was so afraid of judgment and it was hard for me to really enjoy myself at the beach or at the pool because I was so in my head about my body that it wasn't even that much fun for me. But now I am so passionate about getting out of my head and into my body and present to enjoy where I'm at and the people that I'm with. So we went to the beach with the girls. And I loved it so much because it was just a reminder to me of why I'm doing this work. And I'm not just talking about a physical health journey work, I'm talking about the mindset work and the self love work. I mentioned that my biggest, one of my biggest whys is my nieces. And the biggest thing for that is how can I go to the beach with them, be totally present, and be an example to them of what it looks like to be present? to have fun, and to not allow your body insecurities to stop you, to hold you back from enjoying life? How can I just show them that there's there's nothing that stops us or holds us back from enjoying life? You know, I, I really, it breaks my heart to think how long, how many years of my life I spent holding myself back because I was insecure in my body. And I know that there's a lot of you listening here that are in that, maybe right now, or maybe you're on the journey of of getting out of your head and learning to appreciate and love yourself so that you don't hold yourself back anymore. And if you're there, I feel you. I see you. I get that. And I'm so proud of you for listening to podcasts like this and starting to do that work, that mindset work, that self-love work to help free yourself from the thoughts and feelings that you have. That lead you to hold yourself back. There were so many moments and memories that I feel like I missed out on. And even if I was there in the past, I don't really feel like I was there. You know, I was just so worried about like, oh my gosh, is my cover up fully covering myself up? Or is anybody, does anybody here know me? Is anybody going to be judging me or pointing at me or looking at my my loose skin or how my legs are jiggling? Or you know, and I just think about how much time, unnecessary time and energy was wasted when life was happening right in front of me. When I had two beautiful little girls that didn't care what I looked like, just wanting me to play in the sand with them. And I don't want to live a life anymore where I hold myself back, where I allow my body insecurities and that negative self-talk to stop me from making special memories with the people that I love the most. To stop me from putting on the freaking bathing suit, from jumping in the freezing cold ocean, From getting in the sand and digging in it and building sand castles with them, from running with them across the beach in public because I'm mortified that complete strangers might see my skin jiggle and judge me for it. Who cares? Who cares? I think the only person that really cares is ourselves, right? We – this is the truth. I think a lot of us spend so much time worried that other people are going to judge us But most of us are so self-centered just naturally as human beings that we're all so worried that other people are judging us that we don't have time to judge anybody else. We are all just in our own heads about it. And this last weekend, it felt so incredible to give myself the freedom, the freedom to wear the freaking bathing suit to strip down, not hide myself away in a cover-up the entire day, to put on the sunscreen, let my skin soak in that good vitamin D, to get in the sand, to run across the beach, to collect seashells with my nieces. It felt so freeing to do that with them. And you know who didn't care what I looked like or how my legs jiggled? My nieces. They did not care at all. They were just so excited. The Aunt Yaya was hunting down seashells with them. They were so excited that Aunt Yaya was giggling and splashing in the waves and jumping in the water with them. They were so excited that Aunt Yaya was also covered in sand from head to toe and building sand castles. That's all they cared about. All they cared about was that I was there. I was present with them. They did not care what I looked like. Now, that being said, I am gonna be honest with you. Did I think about it while I was at the beach? This last weekend, even after doing this self-love work on myself and my body for years now, did I still think about it when I was at the beach? Sure. Yeah, I did. I did have the thoughts come across my mind of, are people going to judge me for wearing a bathing suit right now, thinking that I don't have a body type that should be wearing a bathing suit? Did I think about when I was running along the beach, oh my gosh, how what do my legs look like right now running? bare-legged in public. Is anybody looking at me and judging me right now? Did those thoughts cross my mind? Yeah, yeah, they did. But this is the difference. This is the important difference. Now I can notice those thoughts, those negative thoughts, those body insecurity thoughts without giving them any extra weight or unnecessary energy. I can see them, notice that they're there and move right on past them. I heard a therapist once use this visual that I thought was really, really powerful. You know, I think a lot of us, when we're on this self-love journey, we can get really frustrated by these negative thoughts that are taking up space in our brain. We think, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get to that place where I love myself. I keep having these thoughts pop in my brain and we have this desire to erase them completely. I get it. How incredible would it be if we could just erase all negative thoughts from our brain? but that might not ever happen. And I don't want you to be discouraged if they don't ever go away. And we shouldn't necessarily even expect them to, or insist that they must go away. Instead, I want you to think about them like this. This is the visual that that therapist had shared. He said, imagine you as this fish, okay? And you're swimming through the water. And think about those thoughts, those negative thoughts, like fish hooks that have been dropped into the water. Okay, now you are the fish, okay? And you are just swimming through the water. And you can see these fish hooks. You can notice these fish hooks without having to grab onto them, bite down on them, and pull back so that they hurt you. Instead, you can swim through the water and just notice their presence. You can notice, oh, look, there's a fish hook. Not gonna bite down on that today. Not gonna pull back on that. Not gonna let that one hurt me and snag me. You can simply notice them and swim right on by. These negative thoughts that have maybe been soundtracks in your brain for years, maybe even decades, they're not going to go away overnight and we shouldn't expect them to. Instead, I want you to think about how can I make the positive, loving soundtracks, these new thoughts, these new beliefs about myself, how can I give them more energy so that they overshadow the sound of the negative thoughts that might still exist in the back of my brain. We can love ourselves. We can free ourselves from our body insecurities, even if we still have those thoughts pop up from time to time. We just no longer have to sit and dwell on them and hold on to them close to our heart as truth. They are not true. They are an old, outdated thought that we used to think for a long time. And so they might still be there in the back of our mind. And you can just simply say, oh, that's interesting that that thought came up again today. But what I know now is that I am beautiful, worthy, and enough in my body, in the way that I look right now. And the most important thing to me today is being present with my nieces And I am deserving of wearing a freaking bathing suit at the beach and letting the sun touch my skin. And while I still might have those thoughts, those insecurities whispering in the back of my brain, what I know to be true now is that my body is good just as it is. How can we give those positive soundtracks a little bit more energy so that they overshadow the sound of the negative ones? I truly believe that if you change your habits, you can change your life. Our life is the result of the habits that we practice daily. Improving your life isn't about making some scary, drastic change overnight. It's about meeting yourself where you're at and making small changes over time that you can actually stick with. But you've got to start small to stay consistent, which is why I put together a free healthy habits checklist to help you do just that. Download my free PDF to set your intentions for what small healthy habits you are going to start practicing today. There's a place for you to check them off the list and celebrate every single baby step along the way. You can download yours for free at coachkayacommunity.com forward slash healthy dash habits, or you can click the link below. Again, that's coachkayacommunity.com forward slash healthy dash habits, or click the link in the show notes to download yours today for free. Start changing your life, friend, one healthy habit at a time. Aside from really wanting to work on being present with my nieces and show them what it looks like to really love and embrace yourself and your body and the skin that you're in, the other thing that's really important to me with them is to really be mindful of the conversations that I have with them around food. And the reason is because I know that a lot of my feelings about food were instilled in me at a young, young age. You know, I grew up surrounded by diet culture, as many of us did, and I remember really believing and thinking when I was little that there were good foods and bad foods. And that narrative did not serve me well throughout my entire life. It really had me start feeling deep shame around food, and it really created this, this really difficult relationship for me that has taken years and years and years to undo. So that being said, I wanna be really, really mindful when I'm with my nieces about how we talk about fueling our bodies. And I don't want them to ever think that there are good foods and bad foods. So this weekend, we got to enjoy all kinds of food. Did we get to bake some fruity pebble treats because, well, they were out of Rice Krispies, but these were more colorful and fun anyways? Yeah. Did we have pancakes and add chocolate chips to them in the morning? Absolutely. Did we go out on an ice cream date? Of course, we did. We also enjoyed delicious protein. We had some yummy steak. We had salad. We had fruit. We had all sorts of foods, and we didn't have to talk about them in any negative way or say, oh, this is a bad food. So we need to go, you know, for a run now to work it off. Or, oh, you're not allowed to add chocolate chips to your pancakes because that's bad or ice cream's off limits. Like, no, we didn't need to have that conversation around food at all all. Now, did we also move our bodies in joyful ways? Of course. We had so many fun dance parties in the kitchen and around town. We went on a rock hunting climb, hike around the ranch. We ran around, we swam in the ocean, and we filled our days with joyful movement. And we honored our body with delicious, nutritious foods and also sweet treats that just taste so, so good and have so many beautiful memories wrapped up in them too. And I think that that's important. I think it's important that we also show them with how we speak about food that food is a beautiful thing that we don't need to feel shame about at all. Now, I wanted to share a few things that I jotted down that I learned from my nieces this weekend because while, yes, I am their aunt and there is so much so much wisdom and encouragement that I want to offer them, there is so much wisdom that they also offer me. And this weekend was, it was just the most beautiful reminders that I that I really, really, really needed. Speaking of food, one of the things that I learned from them is that when we're kids, we are pretty dang good at listening to our hunger cues. Even when it comes to sugary treats, you know, it was so interesting. We had lots of opportunities for them to have sweet treats and cookies and ice cream and all the things. And instead of them overindulging and wanting to eat lots of it because you know I feel like you know we have this idea that kids are obsessed with sugar and you know maybe they do like their sweet treats. It was so just fascinating to watch them honor their hunger cues really well. Like, no thank you. I'm full. I'm done now. And I think that we don't give kids a lot of credit for this. And I I think actually if we're able to honor kids' hunger cues when they're little, it's easier for them to regulate themselves around food and portions when they're older. And I didn't have that when I was a kid. I Because I saw foods as being good and bad, and I had the opportunity to eat those quote unquote bad foods, I would overindulge because I had the scarcity around them. Like I'm not going to get to eat this again for a long time because it's a bad food, so I'm going to eat as much of it as I can right now. But that's not the case for my nieces. Really giving them the agency to say, okay, how are you feeling? Are you still hungry? Do you want a few more bites? Okay, you're done. And when they're hungry again, they will come back and they will eat. And I think it was just so cool to kind of witness how they really are pretty in tune with their bodies. Another thing I learned from them is that kids, they don't care what they look like. At least not at this age quite yet. And I'm so grateful for that. And I hope that they hold on to this as long as they can. They don't care what they look like, they just do what brings them joy, right? Like thinking about them being at this age where they dress themselves, they don't care if things match, they don't care if things make sense. The more the merrier, the more. Colors, the more accessories, like, yes, whatever brings them joy, that's what they want to do. They don't care if they look silly dancing in public or if anyone's judging them. They are just having fun in their bodies and doing what feels so much fun. And I love that. And I think that there is so much beauty in that. And when did we lose that? When did we stop doing that? When did we stop just doing what brought us joy and let the fear of what other people thought of us stop us from living our truth? And fully being happy. I mean, it is so beautiful to see how free and alive children are. And I think there's so much wisdom that we can glean from that as adults, to tap back into our own childhood spirit. Another thing I learned from them was that time slows down when you're being present. One of my words for this year is presence. And my nieces are teaching me a lot about that. Like, I want you to think about when you were a kid, I remember during summer break of school, thinking that summer was like an entire year in itself. You know, now I think about it, I'm like, wow, summer goes by pretty fast. But it felt like forever. And the reason is that when you live in the moment, time does kind of slow down. It's kind of like you can bend time. And I was reminded of that this weekend when we were driving from from the ranch into town. It's about an hour drive and driving for an hour flies by to me, but it feels like centuries to them, like every five minutes. Are we closer yet? Are we there yet? Because it just feels like it takes so long. And I think part of it is that kids, they really are living in the moment. I mean, they don't really know any other way. They aren't living in the past. They're not fixated on the things that they said that were silly, on what they did wrong, on things that happened three years ago, right? They're not living in the past and they're not really even living that far into the future. You know, they don't, they're not thinking about when taxes are going to be due. They're not thinking about what's coming down around the pike. They're not worrying ahead of time about what's coming up. And part of it is, of course, that they're they're kids and they don't have um, the burden of the responsibilities of having to worry about things that happen in the future necessarily. But I think that there is so much power in being able to tap into the present moment, of living in the present moment. It makes time slow down. And I think that is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it's something that I am really trying to tap back into this year as I really work on being present? How can I quiet my brain from worrying about the past or worrying about the future? And how can I just be present right now in this moment? Because this moment is all that we have. It's all that we're guaranteed. And I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. Another thing they taught me is that you do not need an excuse to dress up besides the fact that it's fun and it makes you feel good. (laughs) So one of our activities that we did this last weekend was I told them, okay, I want you to pack your fanciest dress or whatever outfit makes you feel really fun and beautiful. And we're going to do our makeup and our hair and we're going to have a dance party photo shoot. And obviously they loved the idea. So we did kind of make a special occasion, but not really for any specific purpose besides the fact that it was just really, really fun. And while their mom packed them multiple outfits, we wore the same fancy dresses every single day they were at our house for the weekend, amongst other outfits as well. But they insisted that they wanted to wear their fancy dresses. So we had to do some laundry for our short weekend, but They just felt good in them and they don't need any excuse besides the fact that they just really enjoy wearing fun dresses and I think that we forget that. Like how many of us have outfits in the back of our closet that we're just waiting to wear for the right fun occasion? There's dresses in my closet that I've only worn once and I haven't worn again because I haven't had a good reason to. But do I really need a reason besides the fact that I just feel fun and beautiful in that dress? It's kind of inspired me, like maybe next week I'll put on one of these fancy dresses just because it's a Wednesday. I mean, do we need any other reason besides the fact that it's fun? I don't think so. So that's something that I'm going to take as a little inspiration from them. And while putting on makeup and having our fun photo shoot was a blast, I also learned from them that makeup is fun, but comfort really is king. When it came to the second day and I asked if they wanted to put sparkly eyeshadow back on... One of them was like, no, I'm good because sometimes makeup can be inconvenient. Sometimes they want to just drink their water bottle without getting makeup everywhere while they're drinking their water bottle. And I think it's fun to know that we can dress up and put on these these fun things. We can put on fun dresses. We can put on fun makeup. But at the end of the day, it's not necessary unless it brings you joy. So if you're more comfortable without it, if you'd rather save the time from putting on your makeup, do you. Comfort is king. Makeup is fun, but do what makes you happy, whatever that is. Another thing I was reminded of this weekend is that life is a lot more fun when we drop the drama. (laughs) Now, when we went to the beach, Cora had a little bit of a freak out about the water in the ocean. At first, she threw a fit about not wanting to walk on the wet sand, and she was afraid of the water, and she almost didn't go in. Half of the day, she said, no, I'm staying right here at the warm stand by our beach towel, and I'm not going in. But finally, she found the courage to give it a try after seeing how much fun me and her sister were having in the water. And it kind of reminded me that the anticipation and the buildup of what we think is going to happen is typically far worse than actually just doing the dang thing. I want you to think about how this applies to something in your own life. What are you building up in your brain? What are you having a little bit of a drama party about in your brain? Because you're worried something's gonna be really scary or something's gonna be really uncomfortable, or you're just really nervous about it. The anticipation and the buildup is usually the worst part. And sometimes we just gotta jump in the water. We just gotta give it a try. And oftentimes what we'll realize is that, whoa, this wasn't nearly as scary as I thought it would. And actually, this is a whole lot of fun. Once Cora finally found the courage to give it a try, after a little bit of pep talks, me reminding her just how brave she really is, she had the time of her life. She had the time of her life. And I think it was just a reminder to me that a lot of times we are our own worst enemies. We get in our own way a lot of times in a really big way. We can be total drama queens in our brains. So what are you being dramatic about right now in your life? What are you creating more anxiety about with just the anticipation and the buildup? And is it time to just jump in the water already? The last lesson that I was reminded of this weekend is that toys and things are fun, but memories are so much better. In fact, the free things in life are usually the best things. When I was sitting with the girls one night and we were getting ready to tell them some bedtime stories, McKinley said something that kind of shattered my heart she said, I'm so excited that we're here, Aunt Yaya. I wish we got to see you more. We get to see you on TV a lot, but not as much in person. In fact, my friend actually thinks that you're famous. And as she was telling me this, it was was so sweet and funny, but it broke my heart to think, oh my gosh, does she feel like she sees me more on TV and on social media than she does in real life? And is that, am I missing the point here? What's really important to me? Is it really important to me that other people think that I'm important because I'm on TV and on social media? Or is it more important to me that my nieces know how important they are to me? I think it's so cool that I could bring my nieces to the ranch for the weekend for a sleepover. It was so much fun that we got to go to the toy store and they each got to pick out a new stuffy toy, that we got to buy them ice cream. But the most important thing, the best gift that I can give them is time. And when I asked them about their favorite parts of the weekend, it wasn't, oh, that thing you bought me. Their most favorite parts of the weekend was jumping in the waves with Aunt Yaya and Uncle Brenty. They're the memories that we're making. These are going to be the memories that when they look back to their childhood, their earliest memories of us, it's going to be the things that we did together, the time that we shared. And the best way that we can give our love to other people isn't by giving them things and toys. But it's by giving them our time, by making them a priority and letting our time spent with them reflect that. You know, my intentions for this year are presence, trust, and intuition. And my little mantra that I think I've shared with you on a past episode is just this just this. We can't change what happened in the past, we can't really change what's going to happen in the future to some extent. We aren't guaranteed tomorrow. We aren't guaranteed an hour from now. All that we have is just this, just this moment. And so this weekend with my nieces was such a beautiful reminder to me of so many things. One of them being how to be present, how to find joy in the little things again. And also that the best investment we can make, and my grandpa has always said this, the best investment you can make In memories, because it's the one thing that nobody can take away from you. And I'm so grateful to have made these precious memories with my nieces. And I can't wait to make more. And I hope that my schedule, I, I intend for my schedule to reflect more time with them, because these are the things that matter most to me in my life. They are my biggest why. And while I have otherwise as well now, it feels really, really incredible to me that not only is me taking care of myself mentally, emotionally, and physically, allowing me to be the best aunt that I can be for them, to be someone who has the energy to run around with them at the beach, to be someone who is confident enough in her body to put on the dang swimsuit and get in the water without it holding me back from being present with them. Not only is it helping to show them what it looks like to love and embrace our body in all forms, and I got to witness that that is working, that even when I catch myself saying that my loose skin looks weird, McKinley can tell me, no, you're beautiful. That's the best reward. And I want to remind you too that when we take time to take care of ourselves, when we pour into our cups first and honor our mental, emotional, and physical well-being, It is not selfish because me investing in myself is what allows me to show up and be the Aunt Yaya that I always dreamed that I could be. And that is the best gift that I could ever give my sweet little nieces. So maybe this is a good reminder to you, my friends, to make some time to invest in some memories yourself, to focus on the things that matter, and maybe to also take some time to not only try to teach the young ones in your life, but take a moment to step, take a step back and, and learn from them as well, because Lord knows I learned a lot this weekend and I'm so, so grateful for it. I am sending you all so much love and I can't wait to see you right back here. Same time, same place next week. See y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast if you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.